Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Wednesday, March, I think it's the 10th today, I don't have a calendar in front of me, uh, wherever you are, however you are, I certainly, again, wish you every every joy and blessing and hope you feel uh, the closeness and the embrace of God around you today, my friends. So we are going to read the gospel today. Uh, a shorter one from Matthew chapter 5, so we're talking about Sermon on the Mount material, and, uh, and we're looking at Matthew 5, 17 to 19, if you wish to follow along at home. So let's break open God's Word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So just a brief uh, um, kind of look back again, and, and I know I've said this before, but remember that Jesus in Matthew's gospel is portrayed as the new Moses. Who was it who brought forward the law? Uh, and the greatest of the prophets, by the way, uh, in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Scriptures. Well, of course, that was Moses. Moses brought them down from where? From Mount Sinai, from the Mount. And so Jesus, in in a number of ways, but the Sermon on the Mount is the clearest way, uh, is the, the one, of course, who goes up the mountain, like Moses did to get the law, but Jesus goes up the mountain in order to teach the law. And constantly in in the law, or excuse me, in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus uh, is taking it and said, you have heard it said, now I'll use a couple examples, Uh, you have heard it said, uh, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, or you have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, so he's taking the law that Moses brought down, And he's saying, you've heard this law, this command, but I'm saying to you, so he's adding to the law. How does he have the authority to do that? Only one has the authority to do that, the one who wrote the law, which is who? It's God, of course, who wrote the law uh, in and through Moses. And, uh, and so Jesus is taking this law, which is sacred to them. They used to lift the scroll of the law up and process it around the, the, uh, the synagogue uh, back in the day. Not dissimilar to how we raise the book of the Gospels um, and, uh, and do a slight small procession over to the ambo from the altar with that. This law means everything to them. And Jesus is saying, you have heard it said, but I say to you, anybody who is even angry with their brother has already killed them in their heart. Therefore, if you are going to the altar and realize you have have something against 
uh, your brother or sister. Leave your gift at the altar. Go out and reconcile with them before you go. Things like that. You have heard it said, um, you know, uh, uh, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, okay, this is one of the Ten Commandments. He's adding to one of the Ten. But I say to you, uh, anyone who looks on another uh, with lust has already committed adultery with him or her in her their heart. Um, and, and so he's pointing us beyond, and I've used that imagery before, that the law, brothers and sisters, is not an end in itself. Because if it is, we can keep our hearts separate from God. Um, you know, and we talked about it last week with the the, the tassels that the Pharisees would wear, you know, when Jesus said, where are the commandments, have them ever before you. And so they lengthened their tassels and had them dangle in front of them and took it literally that they wore their, 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 uh, the law in front of them. Uh, and their phylacteries were widened or, you know, on the, on the stoop of your home. And that's why they used to put the Shema, the, the, uh, and, and again, what a wonderful practice. It, it is not a bad practice by any means, but on the stoop of their home, and, and you would see them kiss their hand and then touch the Shema, which of course is the first commandment. Uh, I am the Lord your God. Uh, you shall not have false gods before me who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery. You shall not have false gods before me. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's such a great... I, and, and again, something that is good to have ever before us, something that is good to have on the lintels of our houses that we kiss and we always remember. But if we just do that and say, okay, I've done what they've said, I've put the law there, I've put it in front of me, Jesus is saying, but no, it's got to go beyond that. It's got to go beyond that. It's got to enter into your heart. If you have anger in your heart, okay, you may not have killed someone. Uh, you may not have, uh, have taken an eye for an eye. Um, you may not have committed adultery with anyone, but yet have looked lustfully on, on someone, but yet have had anger toward them in your heart, and that division is already there. Um, Jesus is concerned about that. He's concerned about the heart because our faith, brothers and sisters, our, our love affair is a matter of the heart and not a matter of some external practice. Now, don't, don't get me wrong, my friends. When we do... Uh, have an affair of the heart, it enters into our external actions and it must show itself that way. Let me, I, I want to take you back to our first reading. In Lent, the readings often are chosen to go together. Uh, and today is no such, uh, um, it's, it's no difference. It, it is chosen to go together. And I'll just read a couple of snippets, which again shows, I think, where Jesus is pointing. Because Moses knew this stuff too, by the way. And Jesus is just taking it to the next level. Um, <clears throat> so this is out of Deuteronomy chapter 4. Moses spoke to the people and said, Now Israel, hear the statues and decrees which I am teaching you to observe, that you may live and may enter in and take possession of the land. Observe them carefully, for thus you will give evidence of your wisdom and intelligence to the nations. Ah, oh, that's so good, isn't it? Now, by observing them carefully, we give evidence of our wisdom and intelligence, not just um, external stuff. They see beyond it. They see, um, 
why we're doing that, where that's moving us, what, what the purpose is. That's it. You, you and I both know when we've seen someone living the law, we can look at them and we may never say, oh, that's a wise and intelligent person. But we'll say, they get it, don't they? They get it. There's something about them. They, they know something. And of course, they know it at a level beyond the head. They know it at a level of the heart, which is where our God is wanting to commune with us and, uh, and, and um, wants to establish that loving relationship where heart, again, speaks to heart. The heart of God speaks to us. You know, I want to go back to that first part here. Now, Israel, hear the statutes and decrees which I'm teaching you to observe that you may live and may enter in and take possession of the land. I don't think at all, and I don't think, I think if Moses were here again, I, I'm, I don't want to put my words in the mouth of Moses, but I believe Moses would agree. I don't think in, in the least Moses is saying, listen, Israel, if you do these statutes and decrees, if you play nice, if you're good and do all this stuff, God is going to give you the land. So you do this, God does that. It's a quid pro quo action, tit for tat. I don't think that's it at all. I don't think that's it at all. I think, I think what God is saying is, listen, the heart, and this is what Moses is saying, I, I, certainly what Jesus is saying, the heart of the law is that which is life. Ah, anybody ever see Schindler's List? That, uh, and if you haven't, you must. But there's that scene between uh, Liam Neeson, who's, who's adding or telling uh, Ben Kingsley to add more names, add more names. And they get it to, you know, whatever it was, a thousand Jews that they were going to save. It's a marvelous thing. And, and, and Liam is, is, is saying, gosh, can't we add more? Can't we add more? And he's feeling guilty about it. And, and Ben Kingsley look at him, looks at him and says, the list is life. This is life. And, and that's, that's said in the most beautiful, yes, Jewish way. That, brothers and sisters, the law is life. It is life. And, and if it becomes a law unto me only, and it is life-giving for me, but it is not life-giving for someone else, that is not the law of Jesus, and it is not the law of Moses. Because it must be life-giving for all of us. That is such a Catholic thing. That is such a Christian thing. That is such a Jewish thing. Brothers and sisters, the common good is the heart of, of who we are and what we are. And these Ten Commandments are all about the common good. They are about the common good of how to live in community and how to live as God's people and how to show that God has affected and lives in our heart. Uh, and so anything that promotes life for all involved in a relationship, in a community, in a world, anything that promotes life, brothers and sisters, that is the law. And that is what our God is doing. Any anger we have, any lust we have, that divides us. It divides us from that person. In our mind, it divides us from another. But once we are beyond those things that divide, and when we are in, then everything becomes ours. And that's how we, we take possession of the land. I don't think he's talking just about the promised land here. I think he's talking about life itself. We take possession of it when we realize 
that we are in communion with everyone else. And anger and lust and, and murder and, and adultery and things that come from it just, uh, they, they divide that. You know, I, I go back to that saying of Paul's in, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, where he says, So let no one boast about human beings, for everything belongs to you. Paul, or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or the present, or the future, all belong to you, and you to Christ, and Christ to God. That's it, brothers and sisters. That's someone who knows that we are in communion. All of this, Paul, or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or the present, or the future, all of that belongs to us. Why? Because we belong to Christ. And, and who does Christ belong to? Christ belongs to God. We're all in all. That's how we take possession of all of this. Because it is God's. And it is Christ's. And we are in Christ. Brothers and sisters, it's kind of some heady stuff here today. But the bottom line is, the law which we process around, which we honor every bit as much as Moses and Jesus did, that law has to be a law of life for all because all lives in us and we live in it and we are Christ's and Christ is God's. All of this is given to us and all is life. The list is life. All of this, brothers and sisters, points to life. Let's pray. And so uh, we continue working through the glorious mysteries today, my friends, and let's just bring before and with us all those intentions we wish to place uh, in the arms of our God. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, be well, and live well in the law today, because if we do, we know we will be bringing life to those around and among us. God's peace.